Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I am Joe the Widget Wilson and I am joined by my fellow co-host, the secretly sacrilegious Evarwin. Oh my. Oh, so so secretly and and uh sacrilegious I may I, am I, I guess. Um, <laughs> hi Joe. <laughs> I know I did it right when I threw you off. Are up to S, are we? We're <laughs> <laughs> up to S, yes. Hello, chat room. Alright, we are joined as always by the silent Sadistic, Louis Alon. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, chat room. And, and you know what? That, those words are appropriate. I should say. <laughs> and <laughs> right, <laughs> it was meant to be his joke. But if I if I nail some kind of truth, I apologize. We are joined by the squishy, smooth David Deenforce Adams. I, I'm like a ball of dough, <laughs> just a, a round ball of. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Dave. <laughs> and we are joined, lastly, but surely lastly, the sensationally special Shank the Tank. Dave is squishy. I'm not kidding. I was, I'm glad I was muted because I was laughing pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We have a heck of a show for you guys. There is one point of debate that's going to take up most of our show today, and I'm sure most of you who are following Ellis Scrolls online news are aware of this topic we will get into that in a little while but first we have some amazing sponsors sure and we want to thank guildlaunch.com for sponsoring our show in part today head over to their site guildlaunch.com in order to get your free guild site set up today and you can enjoy such great features as mobile optimized sites dkp tools and multi-gaming support uh, but if you want to unlock the real power from your your new guild site, you can choose from one of their three different subscription plans starting at just $7 a month. And you'll get your own domain, Google Analytics. You can choose from 10, 25, or 60 gigs of storage. You'll be able to use advertising attendance reports. And you can push it even further by utilizing full CSS customization. That's over at guildlaunch.com. Slay more dragons. And also by tweakedaudio.com. These guys create unbelievable earbuds, quality earbuds. They'll ship them to you for free. You can't beat their customer service. They're going to stick in a lifetime warranty. Anything happens to these things, call them up, send them back. They'll replace them virtually every single time for free. All right, just dropping our code off the record. You get all of those. 
incentives to go to tweakedaudio.com right there with the code off the record. And additionally, you'll get 30% off your entire order with that code off the record. That's again over at tweakedaudio.com. And lest we not forget such awesome fans such as Couch Warrior TV which is an epic storytelling event set in Skyrim and broadcast on YouTube. Join the adventure over at couchwarrior.tv. Thanks for all the great ESO coverage, guys. You're a class act. Do they listen to the show? (laughs) And also by Scott, who says, and I'm quoting Scott here. I'm not making this up. Thank you, Scott, by the way, who says, shout out to the whole QGN crew. You guys do an amazing job to bring us great content and entertainment this isn't much but i hope it helps with packs and whatever else is needed thank you so much scott we appreciate your donation yep we are heading to packs next week of our one you and me man yeah with brian armstrong and dave and lou and shank are going to be here to hold down the fort in our absence we wish them the best of luck sounds like it's going to be the best episode ever <laughs> ever <laughs> no um you don't have me part (laughs) oh man such good time and yes that donation is going to help a lot with packs we thank you guys very very much for your donations to the network all right we got something quick to mention before we get into the meat and potatoes and what do we got ivarwin well august 19th zenimax online studios released another creating eso article this time surrounding the flame atronarch Head over to ElderScrollsOnline.com to learn all about this classic Elder Scrolls monster, how it comes to life in ESO. I'm rather a big fan of the Flame Antronaut. They're sexy. Yeah. And fiery. Yeah. And yeah. I think stuff. I even saw one with flame nipples once. That's pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, whoa. See what I did there? What the yeah. hell? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ivarwin, we couldn't have done better if we planned it. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, right? (laughs) So we have a lot of big stuff to get into, but before we get into the major, major topic, we're going to get into, first, something that's awesome. Elder Scrolls Online has over 3 million beta signups so far. What? Ivarwin, do you want to enlighten us further? Absolutely. So, The Elder Scrolls Online has had over 3 million beta applications so far, according to Matt Fire in an interview with PCGamesN.com. Speaking to the website, the Gamescom Fire said, we've had, and I quote, we've had well over 3 million beta signups, which we haven't announced before. You don't want to let too many people in early because the game is frankly not too good in early beta and you don't want to expose too many people to that. But we're well into the tens of thousands. Now, three million people in counting signed up to try out a game that isn't even finished yet is pretty impressive. And considering Guild Wars 2 sold around three million copies total, it's clear there's a lot of interest and a lot of expectation for The Elder Scrolls Online, which is scheduled to release spring of 2014. Uh, we just want to thank Brian Armstrong, who uh, is the author of this article. You can find that and him on ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. I, I have a quick question. Um, how many is that normal for beta signups like that? No. Many? <laughs> like what's I guess what's what's like the expected number? Usually around a few hundred thousand at the most for an anticipated game. 
So, well, all right. Yeah, that I've I don't think I've ever heard of a closed beta being for signups reaching three million. If a game launches and they get three million subscriptions their first month, I think that's like uh, record. Huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You only see this kind of stuff whenever Blizzard brings out betas, and you you there are maybe you can count on one hand the amount of games that pull in this, these numbers and for this being the first online game from Zenimax this is unprecedented well yeah, alright without a doubt yeah it is very very impressive you know I, I, it's great they're pushing beta for one we want the game to be as polished as possible when it releases but you really don't understand what this game is about fully until you play it and it's like once you play it, you're going to get hooked. <laughs> Whether it be in Blade Beta or not, you're going to get hooked, and that's a good thing. Yeah. All right, guys. Do we really want to do this? Do we have to? Yeah, we kind of have to. It's sort yeah. of our responsibility at this yeah, point. Kind of <laughs> we could talk yeah, about my glow gonna... stick pool. I mean, no. <laughs> we could talk about other things like, you know, how our days were and such, but... Oh, that's, that's a fantastic idea. How about no? No. All right, fine. <laughs> Alright guys, I know that we're going to have five different opinions on this, for the most part, maybe not. I know what my opinion is, and I am very anxious to hear what my fellow co-host's opinions are. Very anxious, in fact. So, I kind of have ideas, because I know you guys so well, after all this time. But, um, I'm going to let you guys tell everybody this first. But first, I'm going to let Ivarwin give us the breakdown. Sure. Well, here's the pink elephant in the room, guys. All right, Wednesday, August 21st at Gamescom, ZeniMax Online Studios announces their business model, which was published in games. Gamestar.de, which is a German-based gaming news site. In the article, Elder Scrolls Online game director Matt Fire explains to Gamestar that they have chosen a subscription-based model for Elder Scrolls Online and confirming that ESO will cost $14.99 a month with your initial 30 days free. Other discounts will be available, though Fire declined to comment on what that might be, stating, and I quote, We'll talk about further discounts, etc. later, but for now, we're very happy to finally announce our model. It's very simple. You pay once a month after the first 30 days, and the entire game is available to you. End quote. Debate. The hot and sticky kind with bikinis and mudslinging ensued over the internet over the announcement, with many believing that Zoss's decision to not include some sort of free-to-play model will price them out of the game. Other Others maintained that if they do not include a subscription fee on a month on a per-month basis, that the game will not receive the kind of financial support a game of its kind requires in order to release timely updates, fixes, server maintenance, and quality customer support and quality game development. Fire defended his position by stating, and I quote, charging a flat monthly or subscription fee means that we'll offer players the game we set out to make and the one that the fans want to play. Going with any other model meant that we would have to make sacrifices and changes we're not willing to make. Additionally, he stated that, and I quote, The Elder Scrolls games are all about allowing the players to go where they want, be who they want, and do what they want. We feel that putting pay gates between the player 
and the content at any point in-game ruins that feeling of freedom. And just having one small monthly fee for 100% access of the game fits the IP and the game much better than a system where you'd have to pay for features to access as you play. End quote. So, so gentlemen. <clears throat> what I would like to do first is let every one of us have our own time to give our opinion without interruption. And after that, we can debate till we're blue in the face. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with Evarwin. Then we'll go to Lude, Dave, and Shank. I'll hit up last. And ready, Evarwin? Yeah, sure. Go. Uh, me personally, all right, I, I don't agree with this model. Um, I think it's, it's outdated. And I think the, uh, the industry as a whole is, is looking to move on from this. I think, allying it, th- I think this game allying itself with this sort of model is going to mean that they're, they're going to have to change it up later on. Now, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm going to pay a subscription no matter what. And I see a tremendous amount of benefits to going subscription for the game. For the game to be a subscription-based only game, I see a lot of benefits. But I see just as many benefits if it had some kind of free-to-play model inserted inside of it. And what makes me nervous, and the reason why ultimately I do disagree with this decision is because I think there's such a demand for a free-to-play model that the game is not going to be able to sustain itself in this kind of competitive MMO market without a free-to-play model of some kind. That's me. And Lou? Looking at this and looking over the information that they put out, I'm also disappointed in what they've done to make this again this is i guess the initial news they've put out i was actually hoping for a hybrid model myself right having the option to have a sub plan and a free-to-play model as well with the actual pay gates included uh, into the game um i mean i understand what he means when he says that they don't, they don't wish to put pay gates between the play and the content but then again if you want to appeal to the most amount of people out there across all your platforms, then give them the options. I mean, they've always said they want to give the player options. Well, this is one of the areas I think they fell short of. I mean, if they had provided both options to the player base, okay, <clears throat> I think we'd be seeing a lot of happy emails, hop, hap, you know, a lot of happy tweets, Facebook comments, what have you, and any social media, uh, Reddit, that's for you, Crispy. Um, <laughs> you know, saying this is great. Okay, they're appealing to people who can do this, this crowd, and this crowd. Okay, they really are sticking to the word that they want to get everyone in there. They want to make this game as available to everyone as they can. And keeping it just sub base for now, I mean, we'll see what happens. But being that, they'd actually have to start then producing content that will actually engage you know, players and make it worth their subscription. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm going to buy the game anyway and pay the subscription regardless. Okay? But that's just, you know, that's just me. But for everyone else who may not have the opportunity for whatever reasons, okay, uh, not having a hybrid version, not having a free-to-play model, I think is a move uh, they slipped on and they should 
seriously reconsider this because there's still time. I mean, worst case scenario, what did they say? Quarter one, 2014, you got four months if they release in January, at least four months to say, all right, let's see what we can do to rework this. So, again, hybrid model. They should have went the hybrid model. And Mr. Dave. All right. I honestly, I, I played the game at PAX. The game's damn good. But here's what it boils down to. It's all about what product are they giving out and what is it going to be worth. When we say, yes, in the world of MMOs, certain things are, are moving more toward what people like and certain things are, are profitable, honestly, that has no bearing on a game that's so brand new as this. If the game, Elder Scrolls Online, is worth $15 a month, then I'd say that this is the proper plan that they should have. If they feel that this is what their game is worth, and if they feel that having a constant stream of income is better for them, then this is what they should do. On the other hand, if a consumer, if we feel that the game is not worth this, whether or not people can pay for it, that, that's beside the point. The point is, is if we feel that it is not worth this as a whole, then we're not going to pay the $15, and they're going to have to change their plan. What, what it is, though, is this isn't... I don't feel that this is trying to harm anyone in the community. This wasn't an, a, a idea made just because they're, you know, oh, we want to stay... Elite, so we're gonna say if you can't pay the fifteen dollar pay gate right off the bat, you're not gonna be able to play the game. That's not what they're saying. What this is is this is trying to pull people into the game for their commitment. This is a a step in the direction of trying to get people committed to the game right off the bat. Because if there's if you have to pay for it just to play the game, you're probably gonna sub. Because you're not going to want to waste the pay of purchasing the game. Even if it comes with 30 days, you're probably not going to want to waste that money by not playing it to its full content. You know, pulling in in every bit of the game. So you're probably going to sub if you purchase the game. They already know that. So they know they're going to get someone at least for a few months, right off the bat, anyone who plays the game. On top of that, I'd expect that... mm, pretty shortly after the release of the game, I'd say within the first three months, I'm going to be expecting to see a, well, I hope to see a free trial to allow anyone who wants to play the game to test the game. And I'm not going to be happy unless I see that. I, I get the, the, the $15. And you know what? If it's worth the $15 a month, let it stay $15 a month. But if if they don't have a way for people to actually play this game without committing to purchasing the box, I'm not going to be happy with it. And Mr. Shank? <clears throat> okay. Um, okay, there we go. No more mute. Uh, so I actually wrote down a couple notes. Um, I feel kind of like a nerd, but oh well. Um, first, I want to state off the onset that uh, I'm not attacking the game. I... I 
I'm completely sure this game is very, very fun and is a very solid experience. And I, I you know, I honestly think it's going to be a great game. Now, there, there's a couple things I would like to point out that I wrote down here. Um, uh, Mr. Fire states, quote, we feel that putting pay gates between the player and content at any point in game ruins that feeling of freedom. And just having one small monthly fee for 100% access to the game fits the IP and the game much better than a system where you have to pay for features and access as you play, end quote. Now, I may be misunderstanding um, what the what a pay gate is, uh, but I, I don't understand how a subscription is not uh you know not putting pay gates between the player and content we we know that they uh they ZOS have consistently um stated that you know hey you know we're, we're building this mmo it's going to be difficult because you know we're trying to attract um p uh people from both camps camps being the elder scrolls side and the mmo side and um you know naturally a, a significant portion of those new players which will be will be people from the console and who are completely new to uh, MMOs and have never touched an MMO and only know the console uh, Elder Scrolls games that they've come to love. And I fear that this subscription model will discourage such players who are going to see this as just another traditional MMO model, which may be you know, off-putting to some people because um, if they're touting this as to be, um, you know, this is going to be the next great MMO, it's going to you know, buck some trends here and there. I fear that a subscription model to a um, newbie console player, they may look at this and say, okay, well, it's acting just like another MMO and may become discouraged from the game. Um, me, because I, I have such a console background, and while, yes, I do play Skyrim on the PC, I play my Xbox and my other consoles a lot, and that's where I first fell in love with the Elder Scrolls were, were on my consoles. So... You know, I, th- I think it's a lot to ask for if you pay $60 for the game plus uh, 50 or $60 for Xbox Live and PS Plus respectively. That's for the online service. Plus $15 a month for the ESO subscription. I think this is going to add up a lot for the console people. And if they want to attract these people, I think this is going to be maybe, you know, it's going to discourage them saying, hey, you know, we're, we're paying a lot of money here uh, to play this game. Um, I've received a lot of tweets I'm not going to mention uh, any specifics here, but I mentioned I've been receiving a lot of tweets um, both sides of this argument, as I'm sure many of you guys have, um, you and the internet at large, uh, you know, saying, hey, well, why don't you, uh, you know, to me, why, why don't you buy the, the PC and avoid the Xbox Live PlayStation Plus costs? Because, you know, on the PC, I've, clearly it's basically free to play games online. But I think that's that's slightly missing the point because I think you need to remember that uh, people like me who are used to the the console style are we're used to having uh, that interaction and the the gamepad interaction, which you know PC gamers may scoff at that because yes, a keyboard and mouse has its advantages, but it's different when you're used to one set of control and UI. It's not necessarily easy to switch over to the other one. So I think I don't know. I, I think this is this is this is going to I think this is going to discourage the console people like myself, who I know that if I buy it, it's going to be on the console and not the PC. So, I mean, me personally, I, I'm honestly not sure if I'm going to buy this game now because of this. Um, and that's 
yeah, that, that's my notes right there. That's, that's about it. You're very, very wrong, Mr. Shank. Uh, as a matter of fact, Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus has already stated that subscription-based game content will not be required to have Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus to play. So you don't have to worry about that extra fee. Wait, I'm sorry. Like, okay, so maybe... Uh, do you mind linking me to that? Because I honestly would love to see that. Because if it's true, then... Of course that would be true. a huge reprieve. Well, yeah, we'll we'll find it, Shank. <laughs> as as Joe goes through his thing, we'll we'll find it. All right. Well, thanks. I am all for their subscription model. Uh, like I said, we would all have different uh, opinions on this. <clears throat> I am all for it. And you guys got to keep in mind one thing: fifteen dollars a month, having to pay for the game with the first month free, is standard among all MMOs that require a pay model out of the gate. It's standard. I mean, that's the very standard fee. And you also keep in mind that World of Warcraft started with that fee eight years ago. Right. The fact that we're not paying 20 bucks a month for Elsewhere Off the Record, I'm happy about that. Because by inflation, by all rights, they could. But they're not going to. Um, when it comes to the subscription-based MMOs like this, see, I already know I want to play this game. I already know I'm going to invest that money in the game. You know, I probably would have paid a lot more than 15 bucks a month if it was free-to-play model. A lot more. To just try to unlock everything and try to get rid of that free-to-play model stuff that really gets irritating sometimes in free-to-play games. Even Rift gets to me sometimes on this. It's having to go into the store and buy little tidbits of stuff just to feel like I'm playing an actual pay-to-play game. Um, also, it's going to guarantee that they're going to be on staff. They're going to have that customer support. They're going to have that content coming out on a regular basis. And if they don't, mind you, if they don't do that, they're going to fail. So they're going to have to dedicate that staff, and that money is going to keep that staff there working for us to make this amazing game that they've been promising us. So I have zero problems paying $15 a month for this game. In fact, I am excited about that. Um, I think the only way to make it really perfect is if they come out with a, with a free trial period. And then say, okay, you like the game? Go ahead and go ahead and buy the game. We'll give you the first month free, and you can go sub after that. If they do a free-to-play with this with this monthly model, um, I'm going to be expecting the game that I've been hoping for for the last, what, two years now? Or more? So, that is my opinion. And the fact is, like, also, I've seen games go from pay-to-play to, to free-to-play, and every single time, their staff has suffered. They cut staff in a big way. Even Rift has done that. It's very noticeable yeah. in Rift. Yeah, it's very noticeable. They went from a 24-hour customer support service down to an 8-hour, 5 days a week after the Switch. Because they can't afford the cost of running that kind of customer support. They can't. So, that's my piece. And, gentlemen, we've all set our pieces. Now it's time to uh, add more if you guys would like. Yeah, um, if I may. Uh, I noticed means. back in the chat someone saying about DLC for WoW. Um, it was for free. Well, last I checked, when I first started playing WoW, I had to pay for Burning Crusade. Mm-hmm. Well, my subscription. I had to pay for Wrath of Lich King. I paid for Cataclysm. And I also paid for Mr. Pandaria. And the game itself. And the game itself. So, DLC, if you're counting those patches for the raids, yes, that's DLC. That's included with the content. But you still had to pay to gain access to Burning Crusade, Wrath, Cata, and Mop. Um, so let you know. Let's. I just want to clarify that you still paid for that. The DLC, like the patches for the raids. No, that's DLC. That's that's not included as uh, content, or that's content, but not in the true sense of an expansion. Okay, that's just little things you add here and there. 
And I also want to mention that I think that every one of my co-hosts had very legitimate points. And uh, that that uh, little description you guys went into, your thoughts, was exactly what I was expecting. Sides from every side of the coin, which is awesome. Um, you guys have anything else to say on what another host said? Ivarwin? Um I, I would I would say that a lot of I, I agree with a lot of what, what Shank had said. Um the the one thing being that Matt Fire had stated, you know, this um they don't want any pay gates. They don't they don't want to lock their content and constantly hound the the uh the player to to purchase new 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 tracks of land or new pieces of content just to to get further in the game. It's gonna break your it's going to break your immersion in exploration. That's not what Elder Scrolls is all about, you know. And uh, so I understand that that's that's the idea they're coming from. But at the same time, you also have to understand that console players don't necessarily always have the kind of funding that that MMO players usually have. So you're you're the you have the biggest pay gate of all. In front of, in front of the player, which is subscribing to the game. That's that's one thing I, I disagree with. I I think that a hybrid model would would have been very understandable to the player, and I don't necessarily buy the the marketing excuse that he gave to GameStar regarding this. I don't think it was based on pay gates and end user um, enjoyment. I don't think that was really what, what cemented the decision. I think what cemented the decision was that this, this seems to be you know, the, a guaranteed source of revenue, the easiest way to come out of the gate and guarantee revenue. You can count on how much money you're going to get from one month to the next just based on how many subscription numbers you have. And you can't necessarily do that with a cash shop. You make more money or less money from one day to the next with a with a cash shop, and that's understandable. I can understand why they would want to limit that. But again, I think that a hybrid model where you offer a subscription and you also have a free to play model would have worked a lot better. And I think a lot of that is because <clears throat> you're not competitive right now. There's so many other free to play games out there, and the the biggest problem I see with this is you're going to get the person that says, A, I can't afford it, or B, there's so many other free-to-play games out there right now, I don't have to play Elder Scrolls. I don't care that much about it. I would rather play a game that I can try for free for a little while and pay as I go. And I know they've got a 30-day subscription, I, uh, you know, a subscription-free plan. I, I know they have that. But for a lot of people, that's just not good enough anymore. The market has changed, and they're still using marketing from 10 years ago. You know, I mean, they, they, they had said that this game is, is going to be innovative. And I'm very surprised that their subscription model, their business model, rather, is not innovative. It's 10 years old and older. And I think a lot of the market is going to recognize that and be turned off by it. Now... At the same time, Wildstar announced the exact same thing. So it's not like this is a... Co- oh, my God. They did. They announced that oh. they have a subscription model 
They are a subscription-based game. That's what Wildstar <sighs> said. So, so in Elder Scrolls Corner is, is also the fact that, you know, Wildstar is a brand new game. It's coming out, and they're doing the exact same thing. So, you know, is it really um, a dying, a dying uh, business model? Maybe, maybe not. But a lot of the trend that, that we're seeing and we're hearing seems, seems like it is. I'm very surprised by this move. May I have a couple of questions, if I may? Uh, yeah. Um, number one, um, the the hybrid model. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but so you you have a free to play and a, like and a subscription. Like what a, what a hybrid what a hybrid model technically is is uh, at least in my own head, and I'm sure you guys can can check me on it. Your game is is. You can either purchase the game outright or you can download it for free and play the game for free. And you have a cash shop inside the game. And there's all pieces of content and all different kinds of things they monetize. And if you want them, you can buy them to make your, you know, your game a little easier to play or more enjoyable. At the same time, they also offer a subscription. Hey, guys, if you really love our game and you want all of these features unlocked and you don't have to buy anything through the cash shop that you don't want to... Subscribe to the game on a per month basis. Now, personally speaking, I I this doesn't mean anything to me. Whether they go sub sub based only, hybrid, or strictly free to play when there's no subscription, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm gonna play this game no matter what, and I'm gonna subscribe to it no matter what, and I'm happy to pay the subscription because of all the, the all the benefits that do come with that. Uh hybrids usually what they call a true hybrid usually is when you have the subscription, you have all your bags, all your character slots open, all the content available to you. Usually, when it's when it's a, a hybrid free to play, you can download the game for free, but ninety percent of the content will be locked to you. You only have maybe like one bag inventory space, maybe one character, but you have to pay each individual transaction to unlock different pieces, which will eventually wind up paying more than the actual sub fee if you unlock everything. That's the so, traditional. Yeah, that's that's how EverQuest is. Is I was just going to ask: is that is that what Rift is, or is that not what that is? Rift is not, and Rift is a true free to play. Okay, because yeah. I know on the show you guys mentioned that there's like subscription and stuff. So it's, I not just really, it's not really a subscription. In fact, it doesn't unlock anything. It just gives you a couple little perks. Oh, yeah, it just gives you bonuses <laughs> like increased movement speed. You know, increased. Uh, Current XP gain every day. Yeah, nothing, okay. nothing that's going to stop you from playing the game. Where there's other games out there, like I hate to keep bringing it up. Well, that's uh, because you haven't gotten the Storm Legion content yet, and you have to buy that if you're a complete free to play. You have to buy that stuff. If you have the you subscription, mean? you get that. No, you don't. I didn't. What do you mean? I had to buy the uh, Storm Legion Souls separate. That's because you were free to play at the time. No, I subbed before I bought it. Well, I, I disagree with that. Not you know. I mean, you can you can if you do some looking, you'll see it's it's a little different. I researched um, it hardcore, I, I, but okay. I had a second question about the uh, the, the the I guess the, the MMO um, uh, market. I don't even know if that's the right word. But <laughs> so we we know that um, you know from their tweets and information, you know that that uh, Zos is in a uh, a beta stage right now. 
Um, and they, they're not going to release the game until they said spring 2014. Now, you guys are the... I mean, you, you, you play MMOs, so you know this far better than I do. Is it is it normal for a game or a developer to announce their business model this far out from launch? Yeah. It is? Okay, okay. Because for some reason I thought that like MMOs don't do that until they're only like you know one or two months out or something but okay they they do that as well it, it it's not unheard of for them to to announce this this far out um like i said wild star is is further out i believe oh, oh no they're, they're no same time actually spring 2014 yeah, I said. Spring 2014 for them as well you know so it's that's, just oh, as far out for them yeah. is there so are there any advantages to holding out versus um announcing early well they're not announcing early they're announcing Actually, probably a little bit late. Wow! All right. I, well, no, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, by I'm the just time curious. they did the beta, that they would have had an announcement, even the closed beta, that they would have had an announcement uh, saying how much they uh, were gonna, what their plan for the game was. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just wasn't sure. I was just curious. <laughs> I have no idea how these things work. But okay, cool. Dave, what what else you have on this? Well, I've I've seen MMOs come and go. I've seen MMOs take different routes. Um, one thing I want to say is, well, I was trying to say earlier was there's a game called Perfect World. Ugh. It's by Perfect World Entertainment. It's <laughs> it's a game. Okay, let me let me put it this way. You as you level up. You cannot progress your character at all. Like, there's a, a quest, like, every ten levels that you have to buy an item off of the, the shop to even progress the storyline with real money. That's awful. <laughs> you, you cannot progress the game without using the shop to advance your character. You cannot be the top character in that game without purchasing all of your gear from the shop. Is that you, what's called pay-to-win? That's what yeah. it's a pay-to-win. But if they call it a free-to-play model, it's a pay-to-win model. There's been very bad examples of free-to-play, and there's some that gouge you. Now, games like Rift, um, what else is there? I would say Guild Wars, but only barely. Guild Wars is damn close to being a pay-to-win. Like, I, I say that, mean not really, because you can't do anything in that game, customize-wise, without shelling out an arm and a leg. Um, but I'm glad to see, just for Elder Scrolls, for them to say... You can pay us our $15, keeps all of our business people happy, keeps all of our people employed and working around the clock, and you get to do whatever the hell you want in the game. Honestly, I feel that that's the best way for them to go at the moment. There is... Uh, sorry, did I just interrupt someone? Not at no. all, man. Um, there's, there's one uh, thing that I had in my notes here, which I'm sorry I forgot to mention, um, but... There's also this uh, this notion that I have in my head that well, what if um, you know I'm paying the the, the fifteen dollars a month, 
uh, uh, for the subscription. But what if you know one month something happens and like I just I just can't play that much. Like I, I'd still be paying the fifteen dollars. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. that a valid? Because like that, I think that's a valid concern. It's not. Uh, if anyone who's played an MMO for like I I I subbed up to World of Warcraft for seven years, and there was times where I didn't play for an entire month. But I was still able to get right back in the game and play it, regardless. I didn't bother me having to pay that fee because it was I was paying for something that I really, really enjoyed at the time. So to me, it was worth it. Well, here's here's some look. Here's some good, great things about about a subscription. All right, number one, fifteen dollars a month is really not a lot of money. All right, there's there's something that you spend at least fifteen dollars on once a month. That if you really wanted to play Elder Scrolls, you could cut out. Okay, that's pizza delivery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it, I, not not to sound like a pompous jerk, but the the fact of the matter is, is if you really wanted to fit this somehow, you could probably find a way. Fifteen dollars a month is really not a lot of money. Such I know a that's jerky, Varwin. What's that? I, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, just like Varwin said, it's not to sound like an like an asshat, but you know, some of the tweets I had seen, no, a lot of the tweets I'd seen, a lot of the comments I'd seen on Facebook, whatever fan sites I've gone to, all right, you have people literally complaining about a $15 fee, and as Rowan just said, I'm going to lend strength to that argument, $15 a month. I, he and I actually spoke about this earlier this afternoon. He's like, you know what, folks? Don't buy anything at all for the next three or four days, at all. Don't care if you're going to work. Don't care if you're going to school. Don't buy anything. And then come back and tell me, well, you know, I, I missed out my three cups of coffee in a day. Well, how much a cup of coffee costs by you? You know, yeah. plus your snacks, plus whatever. Mm-hmm. Your incidentals, just incident, not food, just incidentals that you need to buy during the day. And then yeah. tell me how much it is and realize, okay, let's go back to your original plane saying, I can't afford $15 a month. Hey, this is what you just said you need to spend. I'm sorry. What's your argument again? <laughs> you know yeah, what? It's, I, 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 I can play the jerk hardcore already. You know those extra sodas you buy at work every day getting fat? You don't need them. Drink water. <laughs> if, if you really, I mean, you know, it, you guys are right. Uh, the fact is is that you can cut something out. If you really want to play the, the game, you can cut something out if you're really having that, you know, if you're really trying to have a hard time making ends meet. The fact of the matter, though, is if you really have to cut something out in order to pay $15 a month, you probably shouldn't be wasting your money on on a video game anyway so so i guess my point is is put it into perspective okay if you really want to play this game 15 dollars a month for what you get for 15 dollars a month is really not that bad you're going to matt and i i i disagree with with this but i am going to say that matt fire is right okay to to run around the game as the end user and all of a sudden hit you know a wall and says oh you can't access you know such and such land because you didn't pay for it and you have to download it that's annoying it's like extremely yeah, annoying yeah it's a breath of fresh air to me knowing that i'm going to i'm going to have to pay 15 dollars a month so i'm going to be a little bit less soda so which I, my doctor yelled at me about it today anyway is drinking too much mountain dew a little bit less soda or i can just stop subbing for another game that i don't even play anymore like plant side 2 which I still hmm. remember that I've been subbing for the last six months. I have not played it at all. But, um... To oh, have hold, that, that... Huh? Yeah, hold, hold on one second. If I could just demonstrate something else, 
that you're not going to have to you're not going to have to put up with this okay Call of Duty fans out there you know what I'm talking about you're not going to have to put up with that oh my god I can't believe you just went there that's where we're going to go alright I'm not pulling any punches on this alright the fact of the matter is that there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things that comes with this one of the great things that comes with this is you're not going to get some snot-nosed punk who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford the game who who you know whose parents didn't didn't let him have the game all right or download the game for free or or get the game and then and then put it on his Xbox or his PlayStation and jump in there and come over your your TV set with you know whatever he 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 wants all right there is going to be there is going to be that barrier to entry. So, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I guess, I guess it's a dramatic way of saying that the people that are going to be playing the game really want to be there <laughs> and are going to make for better party members, more, not, more often than not, more mature party members, people who really want to be there. Probably going to be playing well, the also game. keep in mind that World of Warcraft had 13 million people playing, paying $15 a month without a care. Okay, I'm just saying it's not gonna it it's not gonna be that big of a deterrent. The subscription's not gonna be that big of a deterrent for the community. It really isn't in the long run. I don't think. Well, um, I, don't I would think have to. Chat room is still understanding. Um, Fifteen dollar subscription on your Xbox is going to be the exact same as fifteen dollar subscription on the computer. Yeah, we, do, do we still not have that? There's not going to be a difference in the size of the community on one system for the others. I think there will be. I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. I think there will be. Because, I mean, I, I just from, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, both explicitly console players and or, and I have another, you know, they're, they're explicitly PC gamers. And I can tell you that their thinking is very, very different. Like a console gamer approaches gaming in a different way than a PC player will. Really? So I, I definitely think if they see this, I'm a console player well, too. And I okay, but I'm, ta- I'm talking about people that are strictly console people, they're, they're, who may be interested in a game like this because all they've done is played uh, an Elder Scrolls game on their console their whole life and haven't touched a PC. Who may be interested in a game like this because say, hey, you know, I can play with my buddy on Xbox Live. That's cool. Like, I don't have to get a beast PC. That's awesome. I, I think this is going to create a barrier of entry for them, and I definitely think this is going to. It's I don't know if alienates the right word, but it's going to marginalize the console community versus um, the PC and Mac community. So I definitely think that there's a barrier of entry here. You know, there's something else I want to bring up really quick. I just remembered. I've seen a lot of concern going on on the internet lately about, I don't want to pay two subscriptions, one for my console, one for my PC. You won't have to, because traditionally, when it comes to um, sub-based MMOs, it's per your account, not per your platform. So yeah. you have one subscription subscription P, you can, and if you buy the game initially for PC and PlayStation 3, you can still play it with only $15 a month. But this this isn't an odd thing for MMOs on consoles either. I, I don't shank. You, you're not right. I'm sorry for saying it like that, but you're not. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven had the subscription on the 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 PS2. 
uh, Fantasy Star Online, Fantasy Star Universe, both had subscriptions the exact same way. Even on the GameCube. The I exact mean, same way. That may be true, and I'm not doubting that that's not true. They probably have the exact same model. My, my argument doesn't stem from that. It stems that console players have a different expectation of how to game, regardless of genre, than PC no, game, they don't. gamers do. Single-player console gamers do. Exactly. exactly. And that, but that's who I'm talking I'm trying to talk to that market segment, who are very, very used to the, the single-player experience, who may be interested in a game like this. I think they, they, I honestly do believe that, yes, there are RPG or MMOs on consoles that, you know, will, ha- that have the, uh, the, the, the fee that you were talking about, the subscription fee, but the single player community who may have been initially interested in this and may have been on the fence, I think this just discouraged them because they see this as a barrier. Well, here, here's the thing. All right. Uh, regarding, regarding that point, Shank, you're, you're not wrong. Okay. Because I know here on our Twitter and our email, We've we have gotten a lot of people saying that they're they're for this and against this almost almost split down the middle. It seems like you know every tweet that every one tweet that we get, there's another one coming in saying you know I don't like this or I do like this, and you know as well as our our email inbox as well has been has been saying you know similar to the same thing. Um, although I think the email inbox has been a bit negative. I think uh, more people that email us have been have been a little more negative about about. Well, it, sure. When you sub. disappoint someone, they're most likely they're going to be the ones that come out and say something about it. If you're not disappointed about it, why would you bring it up? Yeah. So but, you know, the, the fact is, is that you know, from what we've seen, it's been pretty much split down the middle, and a lot of the people that disagree do tend to be you know console players who are looking forward to playing their game like a single-player Elder Scrolls game on their console, like Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, you know, they were, they were looking to do that. And now they, they have this giant subscription plan that's right in front of them that they weren't expecting to pay, and now you know, they have to. So I think in, in, in the point that you're trying to make, Shank, is that you know, this is going to limit, dissuade, or even turn away the console crowd, I, I don't think you're completely wrong on that. I tend to believe that you're actually right. Though I don't think it's going to kill the console market completely, especially making the announcement now. I think that the, the way they made this announcement was kind of smart, to be honest, because we've got a lot of time between now and when the game is released. You know, The news is just hitting us now, you know, months later, maybe, maybe you know, some of those console gamers will warm up to the idea that you know, hey, you know, maybe it's not such a horrible thing. I'm I'm used to this idea, and you know, I'll give it a try. Yeah, well, and, and uh, I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead. J- j- especially after their first thirty days. Yeah, and and just just to be a little bit specific, because I I don't mean console like all console gamers generally, uh, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm speaking specifically to the players that are used to a single player experience that were enticed by the idea of playing with your friend who has the same console as you do that are looking for that. So I'm, by no means do I mean all console players. I'm talking to a specific segment, uh, many of which, I mean, I have a lot of friends back home that are on the fence and they fit perfectly into this demographic. So that, that's who I'm speaking about right here. That's and all. ultimately, Joe is right about another thing that's good about subscription as well is the, um, the kind of support that the game is going to have. 
it's far better than if there were not a a uh, you know subscription only business model in place. Right. It's, it's something at least we can expect it to be to be far better, and I I am expecting it to be far better. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hoping to get what I pay for, and so far for what I'm seeing in the game, I'm feeling very confident that I'm going to be getting what I'm going to pay for, and I'm not going to have to worry about going into a store and buy extra stuff to unlock content. I'm going to be able to go in there and do what Shank does and just pick a direction and have fun. I, I think that's what it's going to boil down to. And you know what, Shank? I know that you're not comfortable with this, but I really feel that that's what it's going to boil down to for not only you, but for me too. Is is this game going to be worth the $15 a month? And that's what it's going to be cut and dry right there. Yep. So we'll see it as it comes out. Um, who knows? Maybe when open beta hits, people start getting the game, they might think that, oh, you know what? Maybe it is worth paying $15 a month, and they will cut out those extra sodas a week and be in the game. So we will see, guys. I think that was a fantastic debate between all hosts. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, that was a really good debate. That was a good discussion. I think we needed, we absolutely needed to have that. <laughs> so, as you can see, some of us are, st- we generally have the same idea as a, a team here, with minor variances in our opinions, which is a good thing. Alright, guys, we're going to get into some emails really quick here, as I get gassy from Pepsi. Oof. Sorry about that. <laughs> Our first email comes in from Harper Larp. I'm going to let Lou read this. Okay. So our first email of the night from Harper Larp. He or she writes in, Hey guys, love the show. You guys are awesome. Thank you, sir or ma'am. I've been a lover of Oblivion and Skyrim for years now and have never played an MMO. I'm concerned about hearing that dungeons are leveled. I imagine it would be insanely immersion-breaking to be exploring with my good buddy, Stavros, and to come across a dungeon we want to enter, but can't because we're not strong enough. Having to find other people to help us sounds like a hassle and a pretty big restriction. I've never found a cave or dungeon in an Elder Scrolls game that said, No! Too weak. When trying to enter, or even not recommended, as you just a puny mortal right now. I don't like being restricted in an Elder Scrolls game. Is my concern as an MMO noob justified? Regards, Harper Larp. Well, Harper. <laughs> um, let's see. I understand your concern because you have played Oblivion and Skyrim, all right? And you're, uh, I guess, yeah, like you said, you are used to doing that, to just going anywhere and having the freedom to go in there and, and tackle that content that's there. Um, however, again, all right. Uh, what ESO is asking both crowds, okay, is to jump that gap, you know, meet the compromise. You have to step out of that single player mindset, all right, because you are playing a, a multi, massively multiplayer online role playing game, okay? It's no longer just about you. Yes, you're you, but guess what? You need, at times, you're going to need help, all right, because there, there is content out there that's specifically geared toward. You know, it's going to be a challenge, and if you come here by yourself, you're going to get spanked. <laughs> yeah. All right? Because that's what – that's its intent. It's to be that kind of challenge. Well, here, if you are. look at it this way. Uh, you know, when you start a fir- your first character, a brand-new character in Skyrim, and you head south, and you encounter Spriggans, let me know how that goes as a level one character. 
Right. And, and yeah, is that so different? <laughs> yeah. It goes your you know your level one in Skyrim or or in Oblivion, and please just go anywhere where you know where it's going to be really tough. Like you know, take on in Skyrim, take on like you know what, go to Mount Anthor and take on the Elder Dragon that's perched right there as a level one. Okay. I mean, we totally understand where you're coming from, but again, uh, you have to understand how the how the game is supposed to work. Uh, it's going to take some time to get used to, but you know you have to, I guess, gradually get used to the idea of asking for help, realizing that you can't do everything on your own. Whether that's good or bad, you know, that's not for anyone to say. It's just how the content is designed. Right, and it's a challenge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I think we've seen in various. I think there was a dungeon AMA a while back uh, saying that the. The solo dungeons or the larger group dungeons, they would be marked differently on your compass. Yeah. So you you so I mean, if you don't want to go into the 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 group dungeon, you wouldn't like stumble in by accident because you I guess you would know. Right. Hey, this so is boring. a group dungeon. I really want to do a solo one. Oh, that one over there. That's a solo icon. I can walk over there and do that one. So, I mean, I think. I, I think they're they're trying to help you along here, but as Avarwin said, I think it's it's. It, it's it. You, I think they're going to quote unquote restrict you, but naturally, like like you said, you're not gonna if you just start Skyrim, you're not gonna go into Labyrinthian and expect to come out a conquering hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not gonna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Our next email comes into us from Eric, and Eric says, "Hey guys, I have to say I love the podcast. It makes my forty minute drive to and from school." I have been listening since January, and I think your group is not only informative, but fun to listen to. I really listened to an episode where I am not laughing as part of it. I was wondering if you would be able to explain the Argonian hate that I hear most episodes. I never heard why you all hate them so much. The Argonians have been my favorite race since I played Morrowind. I love the fact that they could breathe underwater and had bonuses to using spears. This led me to swimming and finding underwater ruins. This led to a lot of fun and a lot of deaths. Thanks in advance, Eric. Shank, this one's directed at you, man. I, I somehow figured you'd call on me for this. <laughs> of course. You must call on... We're calling on you to answer for your, your uh, racist hate crimes against yeah, the Argonians. Right. L- let's think about this for a second. We never had any kind of hate towards Argonians at all until a certain someone joined our show. I didn't even join. I guest hosted on the, that one episode. I would, I would like to say that I have been a closet Argonian hater since day one. <laughs> <laughs> so okay here this is the actual story okay when you first if you haven't played oblivion first of all go play it uh, there is a there's the thieves guild quest line okay in order to join the quest line you need to do you basically need to steal a journal and you, it's like a competition it's like a race between you and two other people one of them is a wood elf who really helps you later on in the guild the other is an argonian named amuse he constantly gets in your way gets in trouble and throughout the guild you have to literally bail him out of jail or caves full of zombies multiple times like he is the biggest nuisance and he just totally soured my view of argonians and i hate them so much Really, what happened was um, Shank came across an Argonian who told him uh, who who he wanted to go into a, a cave with and do some exploring, and the Argonian said uh, that uh, no, you're too weak, not recommended, as you're just a puny mortal right now. I killed him. Oh, yeah. We used to have um, Khajiits as a swear word 
for the longest time. So I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's fair. You know, we make fun of Nords all the time. Shank got beat up by an Argonian in high school. Yeah, and has had a down. chip on his Shut shoulder. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Our next email comes in from Joshua P. Shank, this one's you, man. <clears throat> um, let's see. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Listening to the last podcast, All-Stars 3. This was this was the uh, the ESO All-Stars a couple weeks ago, guys. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, about the Trinity. Uh, that's Tank, DPS, and Heal. Did I remember that? Yeah. You did. And, and Keeps. First, I understand the perks of being a main class uh, of tank, healer, or DPS. I played WoW as a druid tank slash DPS or off tanks in raids pre-Pandaria. Not sure what that is. Uh, the availability to have a DPS drop all and tank is a very well thought out option. But if you had one primary tank spec, two full DPS, and one with DPS slash tank or heals, specking for full tree bonus, compiled with the self-healing abilities this shouldn't shake the full trinity, but in itself pull a new breed of gaming. Second, if they have keeps or raids with archers lined atop and not waves, but set but a set amount of enemies that you must fight through, a few traps to get the big boss, that would be better. And will there be item or gold loss upon death in world PvP? Joshua P. Can someone please explain to me what that was? I have no <laughs> idea what I just read. Oh, it's a good thing we're all nerds here. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Especially gaming gaming MMO nerds. Yeah. Uh, he went over quite a bit in this, actually. And first of all, from what I understand, they already said that there's not going to be any kind of gold or item loss in World PvP. What does that even mean? Like, I don't even understand what that means. Well, why would anyone even ask that? There has never been a game ever made that has gold loss upon death in PvP, is there? Ultima. Not that I know of. Well, maybe. Oh, well, Ultima, Ultima, oh, there's also Anarchy. Those yes. are the only two games I could even imagine that have ever had that. And, and that was the ancient. worst aspect of that game, and they've never done it again. I think Diablo 2. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, RuneScape, yep. Uh, I think EverQuest 1 first came I, out I with the, the Zek servers. Done. I'm done. The Zek servers, you had golden item loss. You could actually rob the person's right. corpse that you killed in PvP. Right, but barring the, the MMO version of Atlantis, um, has there ever been you know, a, a, a new MMO out there? You know, No, I mean, the fact is, is Joshua, there there will not be... They've said they said that there will not be a gold loss upon death in, in and it won't be world PvP. You're PvPing in Cyrodiil, though Cyrodiil is large enough to be considered a world. Let's make sure we're talking about the same thing, of course. What is, what is world PvP? Technical, world technical, PvP technical. Is, Just right. while you're going around exploring, somebody comes up, smacks you in the back to kill you, and sits on your face for two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's not like a confined area. It's like literally the entire thing. Yeah. Right. Anywhere and everywhere, oh. Shank. You can be killed. Anywhere in the world. I'm going to run away. <laughs> now, so the rest of it, what his email was kind of condrobulated. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Uh, Let's see. I want to address the second one. The second point, which says if they have keeps with archers lying atop and not ways, but a certain amount of enemies. Uh... That actually sounds kind of fun. I mean, it probably may have something like that set up uh, for the keeps. 
in world PvP. But again, you know, this is nothing in uh, PvP and serial. But again, we haven't had much as to yeah, hardly anything exactly set up. But that's a good idea. I mean, I like that. You know, having to go through those. Uh, you know, you know that Bill's got thirty soldiers to get through. You got to get them all before you can actually get to the commander. <laughs> That's part of the challenge. I think that'd be pretty cool. Very good. Um, I can answer the first bit. Uh, He says about mixing classes. uh, Yeah, bro. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Isn't that kind of the point? (laughs) Totally. Okay, terrific. Our last email, Dave. All right. This comes in from Carson says, please make sure people understand how a subscription plan works in MMOs. For example, the deals they give and possibly the deals they might give to console players. Let the show keep up the good work. Again, so, that's Carson. So, Carson, here's how it's going to work. You uh, throw your money okay. at them and they give you content. <laughs> Usually what he's referring to is like <laughs> most subscription-based models will give you an option of either paying just the $15 a month or paying every three months every six months or yearly and usually they give you a discount per month if you do it by bulk so if you pay like for three months you'll get maybe two bucks off a month your six months maybe five maybe seven dollars for a full year off per month it just depends on what kind of deals they might give in in that yeah and as a you know you know alcoholic myself and moholic yeah i'll use that um (laughs) Okay. Uh, again, I had a discussion with LeBron earlier on today and yesterday. You know, at one point in my life, okay, I have been fully subscribed to at least five MMOs in one shot. Okay, I was paying for EverQuest Two, still paying for WoW. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know, paying for games like uh, Aeon, you know, Lord of the Rings Online, things of that nature. All right. And what I did to help myself out was, you know, yeah, I go, I went for a three month, one game went for six months. That way, I get that huge discount applied to each of those plans, and I saved myself you know, some money. And, and you know, that's the appeal for that sub plan. You know, as Joe mentioned, you know, the more you give in terms of uh, the kind of plan you select, whether it's three months, six months, and a year, you actually will see those savings. Exactly. So that's something that might be looked forward to. And you buy one? I never forget that, but I still love you. Forget, forget what? Oh, that I'm a pain? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we all can be. I think Shank's a bigger one, but I'm not scared of that. Aww. Oh, I love Shank. <laughs> all right, guys. Go away. <laughs> all right, we have the dev question of the week. Let's see what kind of weird question we can get into this week. This guy looks entirely too cheerful for his picture. Hi, I'm Steve Langmead, Senior Art Producer here at ZeniMax Online Studios, and I have your question of the week. A horse can be an adventurer's best friend, providing companionship and quick transport in the wilds of Tamriel. In The Elder Scrolls Online, you'll be able to purchase a mount of your very own. If you could name that steed, what would it be? Naming our horse. Huh. 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 Wow. Somebody wants to go with this. <laughs> Dog food. That's mine. Was that insensitive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys got? What about you, Dave? 
don't say butt stallion. Don't say butt stallion. Don't say <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, butt stallion. Damn it! <laughs> I'd call mine horse. Diamonds. That's what I call mine. Horse. Yeah. This yeah. is horse. No, actually, I name him Sam. Sam? Why Sam? Why not Sam? Is Sam such a bad name? Jeez, Joe. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Shane, appreciate the chat, Mr. Ed. Yes, there you go. Because a horse is a horse, you know. Of course. Unless, of course, that horse is Mr. Dead. Mm. <laughs> Lou, man, too many. Jeez, huh, horse. <laughs> it's just. I really don't care about naming my mount. Can someone just please say Lou once? You kind of cut off. What was that? I said, can someone please just say Liz? <laughs> Shank. <laughs> I wouldn't name mine anything because I hate mountain and I would never use one. I'm just going to walk everywhere, man. Unless if a horse does follow me, I'll do what I did with Shadowmere and Oblivion and knock it out and store stuff in it. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Shank, Shank, what? Shank, Shank. You're going to be disappointed when you actually have to wind up using one eventually. N- never. I will never, ever. I have yet to use a horse. In well, gonna, remind game. me, Varwin, not to have Shank in our group when we're doing Cyrodiil. <laughs> I think it'd be a great idea. We're going to have one guy lagging behind to see if anybody tries to, you know, double back Oh, shark it. bait. Like those little <laughs> yes. uh, decoys they put in behind boats for great whites to come out and bite. That's yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see Shank's death message flash across the screen. Oh, yeah, it's on behind us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That was the dev question of the week. We are going to get into our crafting table. Last week, Lou was given Storm Dragons Run for Cover. <laughs> Lou, how is that? I actually... It's actually a pretty decent mod. I like playing it. Um, I actually tried it out exclusively just on my Battle Mage. Um... And the way this runs, okay, one of the first dragons I fought was actually, I think, the, the main one. He was called Sleeth the Most Magnificent. Okay, and let me tell you what a royal pain in the rear this guy was. You give yourself <laughs> this name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, th- this fight, the very first fight I had with him, okay, he uh, it, it was a challenge. Okay. And as the mod says, all right, they have storm abilities, meaning, yes, they will use things like lightning. Well, what lightning, level storm. was your character? Uh, my mate. She's 38. Okay. She's, you know, she's only 38. Was this a comparable fight, or, I mean, did you really... Uh, yeah, it was a tough fight, okay? Uh, they've got a lot of hit points, okay, and they do level up with you. So, yeah, if you're level 50, the storm dragons you're going to face are going to be level 50. Hmm. So they're going to eat you? Yeah, yeah. They, they they have the potential to probably kill you. Um, and the thing was too is that uh, you know, as I was uh, first trying it out, my default attacks on both hands is lightning. Okay, realizing why am I not doing any damage to this thing? Holy crap! He uses lightning. Why would that even work on him? <laughs> it's like trying to use fire to kill a lava elemental. You know, instead of killing him, you're healing him. <laughs> you're not doing any damn damage. Yeah. I've always wondered that about games. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that amazes me too. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing too with this fight. With what these, was the most effective? I actually used my frost attacks. I was using ice spike 
against him in Ice Storm when and he landed. Worked. Yeah, it worked. Okay. Drained the hell out of my mana, my Magicka, but yeah, it worked. Thank God for mana, Magicka pots. <laughs> uh, the big thing I liked about this mod, too, uh, especially when you first fight to sleep the Magnificent, he's actually your first fight. And I, I do mention this because I wanted to make a point about it. It's like, you know, you're fighting the dragons, all right? And any of the myths and legends I've ever read as a kid up to now, D&D, all right, dragons don't just breathe fire, don't just breathe frost, acid. You know, they can speak different languages. Okay, they're immensely old. They're powerful. Why wouldn't they not use spells against you? You know, this uh, Sleeth is actually using shouts against you. Okay, he's knocking you around. Because, you know, think about it. You're the dragon warrior, yeah, but you know what? You're fighting. Why don't they have the same abilities you do? Oh, that's cool. So they're using, they're ju- using dragon shouts as well. Yeah. That's it, cool. It's like, why would, not, why would not any of the dragons in Skyrim not use unrelenting force against you? I mean, hell, they created the language. It's their language. Right? They can use, they, why don't they use disarm if you're armed? How right? was or the quest? Was, wasn't there a quest in the game? Uh, yes. I only did a couple of them right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just that uh, the fighting itself was what uh, made it exciting because it was an actual challenge. You know, it did give me a, a nice challenge, um, tough fights, especially the very first time, you know, getting knocked around saying, why, why am I not moving? Oh, he just hit me. <laughs> My body's being flung across the screen. Mm. You know, I'm not dead, but he, you know, totally disrupted my spell. Have you, have you done, you said you did a few of the quests. I mean, what, like, you know, the first one or two of them or? Uh, actually, just the first one for now. Okay. Because he was actually, I got jumped by Sleep, the most magnificent, on my way to, uh, you know, get Serana. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the Dim Hollow Crypt. Okay. So, you know, cool. in the end, it, it, is a, it is a good mod. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you like that kind of challenge, it's not a difficult challenge, but it is, you know, an unexpected challenge. I, I think people will like it. Very good. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Ivaro, what is our next week's challenge? So, yeah, mod challenge of the week, guys. All right, uh, just to remind you, here's how it works. All right, uh, the mod challenge is for one host only for that week. I'm going to announce who the challenge is for. The host will click on the link here in the notes. And they have until the next show to install and try the mod. This week goes to... Drumroll, please. Drumroll, please. All right, Shank, Shank the Tank. I don't have one for you. (laughs) Uh, There we go. Help if I got off mute. Uh, Let's see. Click. Why do you keep yourself muted? You're on a freaking radio show, dude. We have to listen to you. Right? (laughs) No, because my, my mom has a terrible habit of calling me in the middle, so just for cover all bases. Ah. <laughs> you know what would okay. be actually funny is if Shank already has this. Let's see. Uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. It's loading. Loading. This is totally Better Shank. Cities. Oblivion. Oh, so you're making me play Oblivion on PC, huh? Okay, so let's see. What this is... <laughs> Better Cities by, oh my goodness, that is a long name. He's, his name is now going to be Kenneth. Uh, so <laughs> better Cities by Kenneth. Uh, description, here we go. A compilation of the Better Cities mod translated from the original German mods into English with some other mods integrated in and then vastly enhanced and expanded on. So originally from Kenneth, here you have, and oh, so he, oh, dude, uh, 
funny yeah i kind of played this (laughs) 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 all of it I, I, oh, I saw man. some of the screenshots. I was like, yep, I've been there. So, yeah, the, these are... Um, Shank, what you should have done is been like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I'll be happy to talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I can still talk about it next week and give my, quote, reaction. But basically, the screenshots are they're enhanced versions of the, the main cities of the game, including the Imperial City. Right, they're supposed to add quests and NPCs mm-hmm. to, to it as well. Yeah, it's it's not yeah, exactly. It's not just architecture, but there's a bunch of quests. It's basically like new expanded content, I guess if you will. Right. For uh the gorgeous cities of Oblivion, um yeah. including the waterfront district. You no, know what, Shank, you're, yeah. you're breaking my immersion right now. I was really excited for you to play this and then you're all like, "Oh, no, I have to play on the PC." And then you're like, "Oh, I'm pleased to me." <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry I played no, this. No, it's hard. You can't change mine. <laughs> you owe him an apology, sir. <laughs> I had no idea you were going to pick that I was like oh cool I played this <laughs> oh there you have it alright so next week oh that's next week so what we're going to do right now guys is get it, we're going to give Lou the helm and he's going to go into Lou's lore segment we're going to be loring with Lou in the Elder Scroll alrighty thank you very much sir so today just to help uh, you know with the Oblivion mod that Shank has already played so Debbie Downer himself. Uh, <laughs> today, <laughs> I just wanted to go over one of the classes you could play in Oblivion. And keeping with the theme of all things magic and magicka, all right, I'm going to discuss the Witch Hunter. Seeking the dark and the profane. Or, in the words of some unknown tome in Oblivion, swift on foot and clever with spells, they use distance as their ally. Slower adversaries are fodder for their arrows. So, what are they? Well, quick definition, witch hunters serve as adept anti-mage combat artists who utilizes various schools of magic and marksmanship to combat their foes. Alright, and to assist in this prowess, they also excel at lockpicking and athletics. And they are dedicated to rooting out and destroying the practices and practitioners of the you know, dark cults and profane sorcery. They've been trained for martial and magical war against vampires, cultists, necromancers, oh my, and their summoned creatures. They use bows, both real and bound, as their standard weapons. A skilled marksman can shoot a mage while avoiding any incoming spells and outrun any slow daedra while peppering them with arrows and spells. I don't know about you, but I haven't hit any slow daedra. <laughs> they just kick my butt. <laughs> also essential to the witch hunter is the magical skill of destruction. These spells can augment arrows and are quite effective at exploiting or creating weaknesses of the enemies, as well as disintegrating their armor and weapons. Close-range destruction spells, such as Cold Touch, gives Witch Hunters an advantage in melee encounters, where projectiles would be less effective. In conjunction with these skills, athletics is very useful. It allows the Witch Hunter to keep a distance between themselves and enemies. As one of the few classes without either an armor skill or alteration for shield spells, keeping away from damage is a useful strategy. Well, I never knew that. Playing Oblivion, I never played that particular class, but knowing now that never, they don't have those skills, that might be a challenge to undertake. But I digress. It is also important that they make use of conjuration. However, some witch hunters consider this school of magic as the tools of the enemy and create a risk of contamination. But these spells are so useful, no witch hunter does without them. 
And summoning a creature to take the melee damage for you or binding a cuirass on yourself are both very effective when taking out fast and powerful enemies. Turn Undead is also a great spell for a Witch Hunter, especially when cleansing a lair of necromancy. The other magic skill of the Witch Hunter is Mysticism. Primary to dispel any summoned creatures from their summoner, but also comes in handy to detect life and soul trap enemies. The more powerful spells of Reflect and Spell Absorption are useful weapons in their arsenal. A Witch Hunter is also knowledgeable of the secrets of alchemy. Poisoned arrows and a few powerful potions can be all it takes to tip the balance in favor of the Witch Hunter. Potions of Shield, Restore, and Cure Disease are the most useful when fighting vampires and necromancers, as are the Damage Magicka and Silence Poisons. So, what are some races that can make Witch Hunters really cool class? Well, Bretons. Due to their proficiency with both defensive and offensive magic. They have that innate ability to resist magic, and it gives them extreme defense against hostile magical users. Altmer, while weak to magic, both stronger magical power and a more vast magical pool. Dunmer, gain bonuses to marksmen and destruction, making them adept offensively for the Witch Hunter class. The proficiency of light armor also helps counter the Witch Hunter's vulnerability to melee attacks. And a last item here, Shank's favorite. Female Argonians possess racial abilities that suit the class. <laughs> they excel at <laughs> illusion and mysticism, two helpful skills for the witch hunter, while their experience with alchemy allows them to craft poisons to dip their arrows in. Poisons that will damage magicka, helping them combat mages, forcing them to rely on physical prowess in battle. Additionally, Argonian females are innately more intelligent than most, which in turn yes. is a key attribute for the use of spell weaving. So that's the Witch Hunter class in a nutshell. The exploration of all things Magicka continues next week, and I just want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for the information tonight. Take a look at those sites. They have a lot of lore, and I know if you like it as much as I do, you'll be there for hours, if not days. <laughs> all righty. Lou, you're the man. No, you demand. You demand. You the man. No, Shouty, you, you the best. You the, you the best. <laughs> you the best. All right, guys. It's time for our final thoughts of the evening. And I got to say that, um, yeah, Submodel, you heard it all here, guys. And you will not be hearing me Varwin next week. You'll be hearing Dave, Lou, and Shank holding down the fort for us while we are away, getting you guys some more content from PAX. Varwin. I'm looking forward to that PAX Prime trip, dude. Me too. It's going to be... Have you have you been there? I have never been there, no. No, so this, yeah, it's going to be my first time going to PAX Prime as well. And I remember going to PAX East. I There was just so much going on. Um, I was just beside myself. I didn't know where to go first. And, and I PAX hear that bigger. PAX Prime is a lot bigger. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great adventure for sure. Um, look look for look for us. We're going to be doing um, at least one live stream at some point during the weekend. We'll we'll keep you up to date on that. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some information to uh, to let the guys know so they can announce it on the show. Um, but uh, I'm having I'm I'm going to have a great time. I can't wait. Uh, I get to hang out with Avarwin again for a few days. Hopefully, he can put up with me after that. Yeah, I meet Brian for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely gonna hang out with Brian for the first time. That'll be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Lou, what about your final thoughts, buddy? 
Uh, my final thoughts. Yeah, I'll bring back the pink elephant. Subplan. Uh, I'm hoping Sauce just reconsiders and brings the more options in. Come on, let's have pre-inscription. We all know why it's necessary, but we, I also want to appeal to the broadest audience possible. Let's get some free-to-play in there as well. You know, make this game available for as many people as you can. And, you know, I'm also going to say Dave, Shank, and I are going to get ready to make the second best episode ever. Oh! <laughs> next week. <laughs> They're already calling it. Dave. God, I know, man. I was itching so bad to make Joe and Varwin shut up just so me and Luke can talk about the best episode ever. Man, Shank, it's going to be awesome. We're going to invite you in to the best episode ever group. <laughs> so so Dave, is it safe to say that things just keep getting better? <laughs> uh I'm it's I don't want Joe and Avarwin back. Uh, you know we're doing a good show when, when we got Shank singing at the end of it. <laughs> did a good job. <laughs> yeah, next week is gonna be amazing. Fucking wear pants. Uh no webcam then? Spare oh, audience. Oh, webcam. <laughs> Shank. My 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 zipper just broke. Oh my god. That that's all. That's disgusting. <laughs> Scared. Disgusting. Anything else? That that that's all I got. Right. Okay. Please save us. You boy, I want to go and how to reach us. Quick. All right. So, so how to reach us? Uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record dot com is our website. If you enjoy this show, come check us out at Elder Scrolls Off the Record dot com. Links to all of our various uh, content, including up to the minute news articles about Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Online, and general gaming over at QuestGamingNetwork dot com. That is our main site. For everything Quest Gaming Network related, you can portal out to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com, all of our archived episodes, and soon, well, you can portal out to it now, Dungeon Quest is coming back in a big way, guys. Look for it starting September, right after PAX Prime. We're going to start working on this again. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network is our YouTube channel. That's the only place that you're going to find Totally Heroes which is totally live on Mondays starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's QGN's weekly video newscast starring our network news director, Joe Bradford, and the QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong, and the tank. That's Totally Heroes, totally live Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Come check us out. And, of course, that is broadcast through our twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network channel which by the way we stream every single day come to twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network and check out the uh, schedule that we have up there every single day of the week streams just for you follow us over there as well to get updates on when we're actually doing that uh you heard him at the top of the show ten dollar mentions is a service that we offer. If you've got something you want to shout out, call out, or advertise, $10 gets you what you want. Top of the show, Prime Real Estate and Radio. Uh, also, all right, where to listen to us? You're hearing us now with whatever you're using, but maybe you want to hear us somewhere else. Well, iTunes is a place that you can go, including Stitcher Radio and, yes, Zune. Back when they were allowing people to broadcast on Zune, we signed up and we're still there, so Zune. 
RSS feed as well. We offer that on our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, questgamingnetwork.com. You can get our RSS feed right there on the right-hand side of the top of the page. Grab that up, drop it into your favorite podcast reader. We recommend Podkicker or RSS Demon from the Google Play Store. We really recommend Stitcher Radio if you have an Android phone, but if that uh, doesn't tickle your fancy, Podkicker and RSS Demon from the Google Play Store. Good stuff. It's free and it's fun to use. No hassle. Don't forget our other shows. Rift Off the Record Live Sundays at 7 p.m. We broadcast Sundays at 7 p.m. Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And like I said, Dungeon Quest coming back in September. All the laughs that you may know Dungeon Quest for will be here. More information as that comes in. All right, we got a we got a quick side up right now on questgamingnetwork.com. You can go check out all of our archived episodes. It is on iTunes as well. And yeah, it's on iTunes now, thanks to Joe, yeah. And uh soon we're going to have that on uh, on Stitcher Radio as well. I'll put in the application for that. Uh Twitter, if you like to tweet, we're on Twitter as well and we enjoy tweeting. You can find the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. That's Joe right over there. Raise your hand, Joe. He's raising his hand right now. He can be found at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. I'm a Varwin. You can follow me at a Varwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou! Lore Master on Ice. He's doing a triple axle right now with a book in his hand. That's GamerGuy11B-G-A-M-E-R-G-U-I-11B with a triple toe loop. Very nice and graceful, Lou. Thank you very much. Dave is at D-N-Force, D-I-N-F-O-R-C-E. He's got pigtails. He's manly at the same time. It's a conundrum, I know. I don't know how it works. But And Shank can be found at Shank Tank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. And as Shank always likes to say, things just keep getting better. You were a little flat on the floor. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, I am disturbed. I'm trying to get my bearings. Are we done? <laughs> All right, guys. Alice <laughs> Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Millwood Network. And I just want to say, Foos for all you all next week. Well, Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the Foos be with you. Take care, everyone. Glad you're all here. Hope to see you all again next week. Have a great one, y'all. We'll see you next time. I am the mightiest dwarf in all of Azeroth. All right. We we cancel something on Home and Garden? What? (laughs) The pumice stones are on back order. Do they cancel a show of yours on on, on HGTV? <laughs> Dude, if they did that, trust me, Janine would uh, wring my neck. Shank would be like, things kept getting shittier. <laughs> and I had M-rated okay. warnings all over the place. It can't be the worst game. It's not like they have a giant purple dildo weapon as part of the game. Oh, uh, it does, Dave. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we are going to master debate. That's All right. right. <laughs> the students wait while the master debates. Ah! Oh! Guess the movie's from. Guess the movie. Nah. <laughs> Dave, there's a what? package slider when you're creating your character. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. <clears throat>
I went to get my guy some clothes at the store, and I could put a, I could have him run around in a bra and a skirt if I wanted to. Is it's time for? <gasps> it's time for being off the record. Yeah, being off the record. Oh, being off the record. Yeah. We're waiting for another question from the chat room, Master. Not silent asks, what game are you talking about? It wasn't the question for the off record, but we were totally talking about uh, Darksiders 2. It's, it's like magic. It's I have an entire bedroom that is filled door to, like, floor to ceiling with glow sticks. <laughs> wow. Shanks, folks, Shanks, all night rave, coming to you live. Who's <laughs> 